It's the Blue Vote Cafe, a little bit wonkish, a whole lot of fun. I'm David Schellenberg along with Rachel Oyster. Hello, Rachel. Hi, David. We are, How are you in, today. <laughs> Sorry, finish the introduction by yes, all means. Well, I was just going to say we're in, in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Um, you know, the, the winter capital of the world. I keep reading stories about how we're the coldest capital except for... Um, Ulaanbaatar is beautiful, actually. The, the snow is like, oh dear. That's my cat. Apologies to listeners. They were fed so that we could have a podcast, but he's yelling. What's the name um, of that cat? That is Tonson. T-O-N-S-O-N. Okay. You may hear from him again, yes. The other is Hemming. Now everyone knows all about my cats, and they have made appearances on the pod before. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's with us today, Rachel? Today, we are continuing our exploration of DA's global um, caucuses, and we have invited Emily Lines and Corey Lemke, the co-chairs of the Democrats Abroad Global Asian American and Pacific Islander Caucus. So welcome, Emily and Corey. Hi. Hi. Thanks for, us. Thanks for joining us. Tell us, actually, our standard first questions are, where were you born? Where do you vote? And where are you living now? Emily, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so I was actually born in South Korea, um, but I was adopted at a very young age and grew up in Kentucky and Indiana. Cool. And I still vote in Indiana. And what part of the world are you now? I'm currently in Berlin, Germany. Wow. And and a truly international citizen. Yes, my goodness. And how did you end up in Germany? Uh, I studied German in school, actually. I, was, I went to a really large high school or school district, so we had a lot of options. So I started in seventh grade. Um, and I went through all through high school. I studied uh, in college. I did. A, I majored in Germanic studies and I found a master's program to help get me back over to Germany after doing several study abroad uh, experiences. And I came back in, what was it, February 2011. And now it's my 10 year anniversary, actually. And that's wow. how I got here. Wow. wow. That's and, great. And what keeps you in Germany? Um, I now have, I was doing a PhD, finally got that done. I have a job. Um, my partner's here. So yeah, I just really like it. And I decided to stay. Okay. That's, that's great. <laughs> and Corey, what about you? Yeah, actually, um, really similar with Emily. I was born um, in Jeonju, South Korea. Um, I was also adopted. Um, I grew up in uh, the shining state of Iowa um, <laughs> to Southern Arizona, um, and I still vote in Tucson, Arizona. Cool. And you are? Where are I'm you now? Um, in Seoul, South Korea right now at the moment. So Cool. Yeah. Back to your point of origin, sort of. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I came back, um, well, I guess I've been here about eight years now. And um, I originally came, um, yeah, to search for my biological family. And wow, uh, I found them. Yeah. And um, I've been here ever since. What an adventure. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Iowa as well. So what, what part of Iowa are you from? Uh, yeah, no, I, I grew up in uh, Clear Lake, Mason City area. So northern Iowa. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm in Ames. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Iowa State then. Yep. Yes. Yeah, my dad is a uh, Canadian, but he was uh, going to university for a couple of years. And me and one of my sisters happened to be born while well, dad was going to university and mom and dad were living in Iowa. So kind of accidentally end up with American citizenship, even though we're Canadians, you could possibly be. And 
You get you kind of get this American citizenship whether you want it or not. <laughs> and look at the benefits it comes with. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And connect with our fellow citizens around the world. <laughs> so tell us about the AAPI caucus. Um, yeah, I'm happy to kind of start with that. So we're actually the newest Democrats Abroad Global Caucus. We uh, were officially formed last year in June and announced at the global meeting that we had. Oh, right. Uh, we, I think, started meeting, I think it was in April uh, last year to kind of try to put this together. And, um, you know, I guess so to speak, the pandemic worked out in some of our favors because we were we were all a bit more flexible in our uh, schedule so we could easily meet online to kind of really put this together. And um, we have to give credit, uh, Sam Wong, who's a member in DA China and also a deputy regional vice chair in Asia Pacific. She was one of the people along with Corey that uh, kicked this off and got us all together. So we started back in June and we've been slowly growing, working to uh, grow the caucus, get more members. I believe right now we have uh, over 400 members uh, in our caucus and we've been having a variety of events since we began and really still, I think, I think we've kind of gotten our feet under us now and um, are just really looking forward to this first full year to really see what we can do. Mm-hmm. AAPI, what does that stand for? Yeah, so that stands for Asian American Pacific Islander. Right. To, to fill us in just a little bit more, what, what parts of the world does that that all include? Right. So it's, it's quite complicated or it can get complicated. Like where does, you know, um, Asia start and Europe end? Where does Asia start and Africa end and, and things like that? So traditionally we kind of, understand that to mean uh, South Asians and East Asians, Southeast Asians, um, and the Pacific Islands, of course. Um, but yeah, we, um, I suppose that could go as far West as what, maybe Russia, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it just depends. Yeah. Um, how people identify and, and things like that. So, so was it critical mass of members or were there specific issues or needs that form the impetus to form the caucus? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, um, we, I think we were the last ethnic racial caucus to form. Um, and so it was, it was kind of a long time coming here and, you know, we, we kind of put it together. We, we saw this need of, um, you know, Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders make the fastest uh, growing ethnic group, racial ethnic group in the United States. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we saw the election approaching and, you know, thought, Hey, this group is really important to reach out to and make sure these people are getting um, getting their votes in and things like that. So Mm. um, I think really that's where that idea came from. And, you know, ever since we've been doing things to do that. So it's been it's been great, I think. So what sort of things have you been doing to do that? <laughs> Great question. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, we I think our first event was um, we did a, an interview with this uh, Korean American doctor. Um which was really great. And, you know, just like hearing a a lot about the internal politics of the Korean American community, we had a a video screening of uh, first time Chinese American voters and Taiwanese American voters, um, which was really interesting and kind of looking at, you know, the way um, home country politics kind of impact um, the American politics, or I suppose, you know, uh, past home country or whatever. Right, Um, right. Yeah, so it's just been a very interesting community to delve into and kind of, you know, the influences and um, 
all of that sort of stuff and you know how asian american pacific islanders uh end up voting and what gets them to the the polling place and um getting them voting democrat ideally but yeah so and, right and just go ahead. add to that too i mean we also had um you know when we had the georgia runoff election we were able to have an event in december uh, where we talked with um, some of the organizers from the different campaigns, from the Democratic campaigns uh, that were on the ground in Georgia. And they were specifically working with the campaigns to reach AAPI voters in Georgia because they had recognized the impact of that population. So we were able to talk with them and really hear what they were doing and why they were doing what they were doing to reach these voters. Yes, I heard that was a very important constituency. And, and there was significant success with the AAPI voters. Mm-hmm. So, Corey, do you find there's any specific issues that people in your caucus face just getting their ballot that is different than than other parts of the world? Well, that's a great question. I mean, it's it's with this community. I mean, it's such a diverse community. You know, the first thing we have to acknowledge, I mean, it's it spans everything from, you know, conservative uh, relatively conservative Vietnamese American voters to, you know, the more liberal Chinese American voters to, you know, even Jewish Americans and things like that. So, I mean, it's such a diverse community and um, it's interesting kind of trying to reach out to this community and what makes them tick, I think. Mm -hmm. As far as API voters abroad specifically, I mean, again, yeah, it's very diverse. I mean, in Asia Pacific, we get a lot of, um, voters who don't even speak English or who, yeah, like you, David, are, you know, are accidental Americans and they don't even realize they can vote, you know? And so our work is really cut out for us, I think. And, you know, we really deal with that question of language diversity and ethnic diversity kind of every day and, and things like that. And so. And so for Emily, I mean, that's, that's an interesting challenge to encourage people to vote uh, and to get involved in U S elections when, Perhaps they have grown up their entire life not even really paying attention to it. And, and yet decisions that the United States makes affects these individuals. Yeah, I think it's always challenging, regardless of someone's uh, ethnic background when they're living abroad. And I think I know just from speaking with other members in our caucus and hearing um, what their experiences have been with even their relatives that are still back in the U.S. I mean, I think especially this past election, there was a lot of push from people to make sure that their relatives were voting. Um, You know, they just weren't doing that in the past. They felt like that's not my issue. I may live here, but it doesn't really affect me or I don't need to pay attention to it. And so everyone at every level was, you know, mobilizing. So I think the other aspect of our caucus is, you know, not only do our members make sure that others living abroad are voting, but we're also making sure that relatives back in the U.S. are also voting and also participating. Right. Oh, that's an interesting point for sure. Make sure that, that the family back back in the United States actually is paying attention and being active in it, because we do see that all the time. There's a certain feeling of uh, people just for whatever personal reason don't bother to vote. Yeah. And we I mean, that was one of the things, too, that we try to do. We put together various uh, videos in different uh, Asian languages to encourage people to vote. Um, We highlighted not only votefromabroad.org, but we also highlighted um, the APIA vote uh, website, which offers uh, voter assistance for those in the U.S. in different Asian languages. So Mm. we had, you know, Chinese, Korean, what else did we have? Hindu. We had a lot of languages that we tried to cover to, you know, reach as many people as possible and just share that among our communities. 
That's wonderful. So with every DA member that you reach, somebody living outside the country, you might be reaching through them to 20 family members back in the States. Exactly. That's fantastic. So what other things have you tried or are you thinking of trying to do to reach out to AAPI voters? Um, I think right now with, you know, this year kind of being an off year, uh, we're looking to build our community um, and just, you know, let people know that we're here and that we're doing things. Um, We've started a series that we're calling our Tea Times, um, and they're just networking events for people to come together, meet each other, meet other members, um, and just exchange. Um, We wear, we, we, tend to pick one question of the day um, for people to discuss. So we actually had our first one in the Europe, Middle East and Africa region. And we just had a, the question was, you know, what's been your experience as an AAPI person living abroad? Um, And I think what's been really great about this uh, whole caucus development process is also learning how different the regions are. So we've, we've noticed that the community that we're building in the EMEA region has has different interests um and i think for us being here community is really important and just finding other asian americans that are living in europe and living in middle east africa region because we are so dispersed uh in this area whereas looking at the asia pacific region you're just having a completely different experience um as an aapi person living abroad so we're trying to build community. We're having, you know, these tea time events. We're having a book club event at the end of the month, actually uh, reading a book by a fellow Democrats Abroad member, Karen Cow. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had another film screening we did for Black History Month. We did um, a Grace Lee Boggs documentary uh, that we watched and discussed. And so, yeah, we're really trying to just build that network and um, build awareness about the caucus. Democrats abroad already pr- pretty progressive, but do you find there can be some unconscious bias even within our party, Corey? Against Asian American <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, well, I mean, yeah, I think that's something we kind of uh, figured out in this past election cycle even is, um, yeah, as it, Emily mentioned kind of, you know, we did some work with the Warnock and Ossoff campaigns um, towards the very end there to really try to get that vote out there and really push it over the edge. And, um, you know, there was kind of, I don't, I don't know what the word would be, maybe scramble. Let's call it a scramble. There was a, a bit of a scramble <laughs> at the end there to, you know, oh man, we, we need to get every single voted. This is going to come down to the wire. You know, they were, they were telling us and um, there really was this kind of scramble for Asian language speakers and, you know, getting the vote out and um, in our communities and things like that. And so, you know, when we're looking at this community, um, I think AAPIs have always kind of been, you know, like a bit of an afterthought and, Mm. you know, they're not going to make the difference, you know, they don't turn out and things like that. And then we realize this election cycle, oh man, we, we, we can make the difference. And these voters really will be, you know, um, that threshold. And then the second thought was, how do we reach these voters? You know, we don't, we can't even speak to them, you know? Um, and I think there is that unconscious bias. And I, I, I think, um, you know, um, in, in the party national, I think that's occurring. And um, I think you will see a push in both parties um, in the upcoming elections um, to reach to this community and, and get them out and get their vote. Uh, and it still very much is up for grabs. Um, I would say, I mean, um, Asian American voters, 
I would say tend to lean a little bit more democratic, but that's definitely not the case um, in every ethnic group. Um, and so it'll be very interesting to see, you know, how each party kind of reaches out. Um, mm. to vote, Indeed. You know, but that's exactly the brilliance of the work that Stacey Abrams does, right? To remind us all that every vote is important and don't overlook people who have historically been kind of sidelined. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, like, I think that's um, one of our strengths, I think, in the Democratic Party, at least, or I'd like to believe is, hmm. you know, we, yeah. we um, have a bit more respect for diversity and um, inclusion. And it, it's a it's a party value. And I, I really think um, it's an asset for us um, in, in organizing. And it's certainly something I think we are learning as the AAPI community um, is, is learning how to kind of embrace that and, and um I respect that and, and, and make it a strength rather than, you know, absolutely something. celebrate the richness that it brings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Emily, is that your experience as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I do think that, um, the AAPI community is just so diverse and it's also just helping, you know, to bring awareness to what exactly the community entails. I mean, you asked earlier, you know, what is AAPI? What does that mean? And I, it really does span such a large uh, group of people. So I think um, right now people are realizing this is a big group. It's not a small group. It's a large group that has a huge impact, but they also have very distinct and different needs um, that need to be addressed. And they have different concerns and different language barriers, things like that. So, you know, together we really can make a huge difference. And I think um, it's very clear that we shouldn't be ignored uh, in the future for campaigns. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned that, Emily, because I was just thinking about even within Canada, where there is often language barriers with people who have Asian backgrounds. So is this something that you're just talking about different parts of the world or, or even within country committees themselves? Is there a need for this caucus? I think even within country committees themselves, it's um, a caucus that's necessary. Just I think. I I see the role of caucuses as really bringing awareness to a lot of different issues. And I think, um, you know, this past year with the pandemic, with the rhetoric that the past president used against the AAPI community, um, there's been a lot more light shined on this group. And I think it's clear that there is a need to pay more attention Mm -hmm. to this group, to understand that diversity and to realize that, you know, we are a part of America as well. We are part of the U.S. picture, um, the American dream. We are there and there's a lot of us. And like Corey mentioned, we are the largest growing group in the U.S. right now. Um, So I do think it's important to have this um, caucus at all, as many countries as possible, just to... um, help people feel some sense of connection as well as an AAPI member. I think it's it's nice to just see other people that look like you in Democrats abroad. So I do think it's important for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. So have, have other country, have country committees established AAPI, AAPI caucuses? Great question. Yeah, I, it's um, yeah. I mean, um, as Emily kind of mentioned, you know, the experience is a little different um, globally. Um, we're kind of beginning to notice, and so yeah, the experience I think in Europe, 
Middle East, Africa is, you know, trying to find people that look like me, people that, you know, have a similar culture or, or uh, ex- experience as me and, you know, just finding those people and, and, and just being in community with them. Mm-hmm. And our experience in Asia Pacific, I think, is a little different with this particular demographic because a lot of the people here are, you know, AAPI or the return AAPI or they're, they never left AAPI, you know, right. and, and, mm-hmm. and so... The country committees, I think you get um, that we're seeing kind of pop up. We, we have one here in South Korea. We have a local caucus in China. Um, we're kind of in talks with Thailand and the Philippines um, to develop an, a local AAPI there. Um, and we have one in France, um, which kind of, I believe, goes under their, their general diversity caucus. Um, Germany would be next, I suppose, in Europe, um, probably the UK as well. Um, and then Canada, of course. Um, yeah, it's very interesting, you know, the, the kind of the group you get and, and the people that you get and, and trying to engage with all of them and meet all of their needs, I think, is, is a bit challenging at times. Absolutely. And you're making me realize that the Hispanic caucus may have similar um, challenges or just a similar structure. Right. Yeah, I think you see a lot more you know, um, activity in the Americas uh, for that caucus. And then, you know, you see a lot more activity. Mm-hmm in Asia Pacific for our caucus is just mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So in the past year, has anything particularly surprised you? <laughs> I would say the thing that surprised me the most is, is how much energy I think there is um, in this community, how young this community is of AAPIs living abroad. I think, um, I mean, we have a, a handful of volunteers and, you know, they, you know, in other facets of DA, I've, you kind of have to do the work. You have to go out into the community. You have to get these volunteers and kind of convince them, make the pitch mm-hmm. um, why this matters. But I really haven't noticed that with the AAPI community living abroad. I, I you know, people are finding us and um, Emily and I always kind of have this conversation. It's like, what are we going to get these people to do? You know, like we have to <laughs> job and more community, you know, and it's it, so that's a, a really good problem to have, you know? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been very surprising for me. I think so. That's fabulous. What about you, Emily? Anything that surprised? I think it's just really nice to see everyone come together and just like Corey said, you know, the enthusiasm, at least, you know, looking at our steering committee, just the enthusiasm there to be involved. And, you know, it's I have to say it's exhausting, but it's astounding how much stuff we are really working on at the same time. I mean, we're really trying to always come up with events, really make sure we have something on a consistent basis. And I think, you know, even though it may seem a lot at times, I think just knowing how much enjoyment we actually have at the events and, you know, we have fun. Um, And it's, it's not to say that, you know, regular Democrats abroad work isn't fun, but I think we do have a good time together and it makes things a lot easier to, you know, put these events together and we've all really enjoyed working together. It's been That's nice. Wonderful. Yeah. It's also making me smile because the women's caucus leaders said the same thing. It's fun. It's meaningful. It's important. It's fulfilling. It's fun. Yeah. There's yeah. something about a meeting in a caucus, getting to know people. And then when the time actually comes, it's all right. Fun's over. It's time for some phone banking, which... <laughs> Which, you know, is kind of fun, but a different kind of fun than, than what a caucus meeting can be. 
So Corey, when, when you look out uh, around the world and, and I, I'm guessing trying to grow the caucus, what, what's some, some help you might need? What are, what are some things that people can do to help grow your caucus? Right. I think, well, the first thing, uh, probably most important is just getting the word out that we exist. Um, I think like even, you know, it, when we talk to people in this community, um, living abroad and when they, they do end up finding us, you know, I think that's probably, that's a, that's a common comment is like, I, I didn't even know this existed, you know? And, right. and so just getting the word out and making sure that people know, um, that we exist. I would say probably the second thing is, um, getting involved themselves. I, you know, it's people are like, especially with the caucuses, they, they think, Oh, you know, I'm not going to join AAPI or I can't join API. I can't join Hispanic. I can't join any of these caucuses because I'm not AAPI or, yeah, yeah. Um, and w- I like to use the term AAPI adjacent. So for example, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of military personnel here in, in South Korea and a lot of them, their partners um, are um, maybe just Korean nationals or, um, you know, they are AAPI, they're Korean Americans or they're Chinese Americans or whatever have you. Right. And um, it's true. You know, they are also part of our community because their loved ones, their families, their friends, their, all of these people are AAPI and those issues impact them too. And so I would say, you know, get involved, learn about this community, um, help us, um, you know, address these issues uh, that we're working on. Um, so I would say those two things particularly, I don't know if there's anything, um, Emily, do you want to end? I would just say, you know, besides joining the caucus, also letting your country leaders know that you're interested and that there is interest to have a country level caucus. Um, I think knowing that that interest is there is really great. I mean, we had our first uh, when, like I had mentioned, our first tea time and we had 11 people there from Germany, which was huge. And so that, you know, was more of an impetus for me to say, okay, we need to get this going in Germany now. And so we're going to have a kickoff event in March now um, specifically targeted at getting a caucus going in Germany. Um, so just having this event, but, you know, being communicative and saying like, I want this to happen in my country too. Um, I think it's really important. 11 people is a lot. That's a caucus right there. Yeah. I mean, I for mean, a country, 11 out yeah. of 19. It's amazing. So we had, I mean, we were over half, which was, I never expected. So it was really That's great. fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, it really speaks to as, I mean, the enthusiasm for sure, but also the need for what you're doing. Yeah. From listening to you talk, it's 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 fascinating. I'm still trying to think of of uh, a, a specific example of an issue that's important, but I under, I fully understand how just seeing similar faces when you get together and discussing in similar language issues that are are maybe not uh, particular to one group but are important to all when you see familiar faces sitting around the the table or or on a tele, on a video conference it it it's more comfortable to have a conversation like Corey, is that is that accurate yeah definitely i mean um I, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, there are just certain things uh, in U.S. politics. There are just certain policies that impact AAPI people, immigration, for example. And, you know, just sitting around um, a group of 
people that look like you who are affected by these same policies, um, you know, it's so important and getting, I think we get so accustomed to feeling like, Oh, I might be the only one mm-hmm. that feels this way or I'm the only one in my story that's impacted by this policy or, um, or something like that. And then to start beginning to realize like that other people, you know, are also impacted by this or other people who are slightly different than you, um, are also impacted by this. And I think that's a very powerful realization. Um, and it's beginning to happen. I think nationally for, APIs is, you know, man, we have things in common and it's time to start advocating for ourselves and stuff. So it's also just issues like uh, environmental and healthcare, you know, not specifically a a particular caucus issue or, or is it like do different people look at the environment and healthcare in different cultural groups in different ways? Um, Emily, I guess it's your turn. Well, I think, um, you know, we were, we're actually, discussing now what we want to do in April, which is, um, I think climate change month or climate awareness, you know, earth day is there. And we were thinking Mm -hmm. of an event to do around climate issues and it is an issue for AAPI. I mean, looking specifically at the Asia Pacific region, you have plenty of areas that are going to be affected by climate change, if not already are being dramatically affected. And, um, it's also something within the AAPI community that we've been, been, discussing about how, you know, some relatives or people's family members just either they don't care Mm -hmm. or there are actually things that people have been doing that are just culturally ingrained, but are actually very environmentally friendly. Um, So kind of bringing these things together and talking about them and, you know, just, I do think that there are issues that they may be, you know, they affect a wide population or, you know, every group, but the way in which we go about addressing them or viewing them, of course, is very specific to, you know, the groups. And so I think in the AAPI community, looking at climate issues, looking at immigration, um, you know, are very specific um, viewpoints. And I think, you know, looking, for example, the the film that we showed last year, First Vote, we had these Chinese Americans that were voting for the first time in the 2018 midterm elections. And, you know, for some of them, they had two Republicans and they had two Democrats um, in the movie. And, Mm -hmm. you know, listening to the Republicans talk about immigration, it's very different um, than I think how we would view immigration. And they had this very strict conservative viewpoint of, you know, we followed the rules. We followed the steps to become citizens. We want stricter immigration reform. Right. We want stricter immigration law. So I do think that there are different uh, viewpoints in this community and it's, you know, we're all affected differently because especially with the AAPI community, a large majority of these people are immigrants mm-hmm. um, and still have that migrant background. Right. Well, Fascinating. It is. Is there anything that you want to make sure to say that we haven't given you a chance to say? Ooh, um, um <laughs> Corey had something. <laughs> well, I'm mean, just thinking. I'm just trying to answer. Yeah, that. I mean, thank you for having us. I think it's um, it's great that this podcast even exists, and it's really important work. I think to uh, get the message out and things like that. Um, I think, yeah, I, I'm just. It's exciting to be part of this caucus. It's exciting this past election. You know that. You know, AAPI can be the difference. I mean, you look at states like Georgia is was a perfect example of, you know, where, you know, we can be the difference mm-hmm. against like Arizona and Nevada, you know, and the AAPI vote is growing so fast there and we really can push it over. And so I really just want to double down on, you know, get involved, engage this community and um, help us do this work. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, for me, I think for this has actually been a very um, educational experience. I've learned a lot. I, um, you know, kind of have, I guess, come to terms or have identified myself more as AAPI as I've gotten older. And um, I've learned a lot. I mean, I even just with um, Lunar New Year, the past week, mm-hmm. um, I learned a lot there of just what this even means, what this holiday is. So I do think, you know, not only are we helping to educate and raise awareness among members, but we're also, I mean, at least for myself, um, I'm raising my own awareness um, and educating myself about this community. So I think um, it's a really great opportunity for everyone to just learn about a large group of the U.S. population. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense, especially given how incredibly diverse it is. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I think we can't stress enough, just like even within the Democrats abroad community, the differences in the interests and uh, types of AAPI members that are spread mm-hmm. throughout the world is just so different. And it's just so interesting. And it really is, especially in the EMEA region, you know, or outside Asia Pacific is just finding each other and to feel like, you know, oh, hey, I'm not here alone. Um, do you, yeah. Do, do you have a sense for how much how much the AAPI percentage, what the percentage of AAPI, AAPI members there would be within Democrats abroad? Is that something we would even have figures to look at? We don't have that information. Um, yeah. We don't collect that information from Democrats abroad. And, you know, that's unless we specifically ask people, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. um, we wouldn't know. So it's tricky. you have to kind of, I mean, assume that you would hope that it would reflect the general demographics of you know, the United States. And you know, I think we're about, what, 5% of the total U.S. population. But mm-hmm. I mean, we also have to consider, you know, what kind of takes people abroad and what opportunities people have. Um, but, you know, I was meeting with a, um, an ASL interpreter uh, who is AAPI recently, and um, they were just talking about, you know, the barriers to disabled people and how, you know, going abroad, it's just that much more difficult um, for that community and, and things like that. And so you right. know, wonder being AAPI and going abroad, what does that mean? And how do we, you know, um, and who goes abroad and, and, um, culturally, like some of our families may be like, why would you want to go abroad? <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah, wrong with Iowa? I <laughs> <laughs> would just ever want to leave this great paradise. Yeah, for sure. Um, so <laughs> it's interesting. And, yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, All right. I can only echo Corey. Like, thank you so much for having us. I mean, this is a great opportunity. Um, to just talk about the caucus, but also to kind of help us formulate our thoughts and ideas going forward. Yeah, well, it's been great listening to you, and I really, really look forward to seeing what what the caucus starts to do, mm-hmm. and how and and watching you grow too. I mean, I think you you've already come so far in such a short time. That's really impressive and amazing and fabulous to watch. Yeah, and I think I guess one thing to add too is, I mean. We've enjoyed also working with the other caucuses so far, and we have paired with them on uh, various events. And we're currently working really closely with the Hispanic caucus because I think we also see our role not only as the AAPI caucus, but as caucuses in general is to really help bring more diversity to Democrats abroad and to also help foster the volunteer and leadership uh, pool that we have. So we've been working closely on doing leadership workshops uh, to help find new people and to bring awareness about what it is that Democrats Abroad does and how people can get involved at all levels. 
um, and really showcase that there are opportunities for everyone to be active members. That's fabulous because I, I think it's a very, speaking as the co-chair of a local chapter, um, it's a very common experience, which I think Corey described a little earlier, maybe it was you, Emily, where people are like, oh, really, you have that? I had no idea Democrats Abroad offered that, mm-hmm. but there's so many little pieces and levels and layers and complexities to this enormous volunteer organization. I mean, you could probably spend a lifetime exploring it and still stumble over things you've never realized were there. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, We've got many more sure. episodes of this podcast to do to find them all. Oh, to find them all. This is our mission. <laughs> yes. At least the caucuses put themselves front and center with a particular approach, a particular focus, and, and a particular thing that attracts members to them. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Emily Lines and Corey Lemke, very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And um, I'm Rachel Oyster with David Schellenberg in Ottawa, Canada. Thank you for listening to Democrats Abroad, the Blue Vote Cafe. 